Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan, here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, we've got a fun one today. I'm excited to dive into our conversation. Well, you know, Kula, both you and I love golf, and today we're discussing uh, a great conversation that I had with Gil Hance, the world-renowned golf course architect and the architect behind the renovation of the Los Angeles Country Club, where the 123rd U.S. Open was played last weekend. And we're recording this before the tournament has been played, so I have no idea what happened. But I sure hope my friend John Rahm picked up a second U.S. Open. That would be so cool. You know, when he won the Masters, he was the only European to ever win the Masters and the U.S. Open. And it'd be really great to see him have two of those, and I hope he gets a lot more green jackets too. Well, you know, the interesting thing about John Rom, David, is that he is a real history buff and has a deep appreciation for the history of the game and and does his best to honor that in many ways, how Gil Hance does it as well. And I'm excited to get into a little more of that as we dive into today's questions. Okay, question number one. Gil says that the favorite part of his job is being on the bulldozer. There are a lot of golf architects who will, you know, create the plans and hand them over to someone else to execute. But Gil is in the details on purpose. David, what's the value in that for leaders? Because I imagine for a lot of folks, it's maybe not possible to be in the details of their business. But why should people do that? You know, Kula, every business is different, but I've never seen a successful leader who couldn't dive into the details of the business and didn't really understand how things happen, how products get made, how customers get satisfied. And those are the details that everybody's got to be on top of. And, you know, without a real understanding of that, it's, it's hard to develop any strategy. You know, a lot of times people start out with these big lofty strategies, but they have no idea of how things actually get done, what the issues are on the front line, what has to be done. And what I think Gil is basically saying is that if he's going to design or renovate a golf course, you know, he wants to understand the issues that his team are dealing with. And and that's why he loves getting on that bulldozer and, and, and doing the work. And it also says to his team that he's in there with them and he wants to go for greatness and that they're going to do it together. There's a really funny story in the episode about one day he was renovating a golf course. I can't remember which one, but he was on the bulldozer and there were some members of the club kind of walking the course and they were saying, you know, where's where's Gil? And uh, Gil says, I'm over here on, on the bulldozer. And they never would have known that he was out there actually doing the work. But he really does have this attitude that says, you know, if I'm not willing to do it, I can't expect my team to be willing to do it either. So he's in the details. He does it on purpose. And I think it really shows his team, hey, everything you do really matters. And guess what else it does, Kula? It, it, it shows his clients you know, those members, those golfers out there that he really cares and he'll roll up his own sleeves to, to really get the job done the way out it needs to get done. You know, when you have somebody of stature and somebody who's really accomplished out there doing the, the real nuts and bolts of the work, that shows everybody that you really care. It's so true. And I think we all have a lot to learn from Gil about doing that well. Question number two. Gil takes the history of each golf course he renovates very seriously, and I admire how he honors the work of the people that have come before him. 
He says a big part of his job is to faithfully restore the work of the people who came before him. What leadership lesson is in that statement for those of us who aren't golf course architects? Well, that's really interesting. You know, when I heard him talk about that, it really harked me back to the time I was in turnaround situations at both Pizza Hut and KFC. You know, Pizza Hut, Frank Carney and Dan Carney, the founders, really believed in quality. And they really believed in making sure that the crusts were absolutely delicious and done right. And all the, the doughs were made fresh in the restaurant every day. And, you know, they really believed that you had to have the best toppings on your pizzas. And over time, what happened was is the quality of the pizza toppings declined. And, you know, when I went into Pizza Hut, I, I learned that. And I said, hey, look, this is not something that Frank Carney would have ever stood for. We need to we need to basically, you know, get our product back to the way it was. You know, at KFC, uh, the Colonel Sanders had, had, had always marinated the original recipe. But when I went to KFC, I learned that the original recipe was no longer being marinated. And, you know, I said, hey, look, our quality's slipping. You know, quality has to be job one, just like it was at Pizza Hut. And we got to make sure that we make our original recipe right. So we started marinating original recipe in our stores, and the, the product got a, a lot better. But it was really the way I got people to invest more in the marination, which it cost more per chicken to basically do that, was to hearken back to Colonel Sanders and his passion for doing it, what he called the hard way, you know, which meant really doing it the right way with the right focus on quality. I think every leader needs to understand what has happened before him. And whenever you can celebrate the founders and the people that preceded you by talking about the things that were important to them and are just as important, if not even more important today, I think uh, it really makes a lot of sense uh, for, for the, your people and it really resonates well. It's an amazing way to align a team around a set of values and a mission. You know, we've talked a lot about noble cause, but I think in addition to that, paying due to the history and the heritage of a brand or a company and its kind of core values from the start is a beautiful way to bring people together. And Gil obviously does that very well with his team. You've done that very well in your career. And I think leaders everywhere ought to do that as well. Going back is always a great way to start. Going back and really understanding the, the, the foundation of your company, how your brands were created, what made them tick, what created a real quality product. I think that's a great way to really start no matter what business you're in. Question number three. In the episode, you asked Gil what his business plan is, and his answer was surprisingly simple, and it's this. It's actually a quote from John Lasseter that hangs in his office. It says, quality is the best business plan. And that's it. David, how is that even a business plan? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. If you don't have quality, you don't have any plan at all. It's the foundation of everything that you do. And if you have a service business, which like Gil has that requires you to to create a product that people are going to just absolutely love and, and just be so excited about, you have to make quality job number one. So quality is always a foundation of any business plan that you create. If you have a product that you're offering to, to your customers and you want them to really value it and, and feel great about it. 
You know, one thing I always think about as I do my own work and and lead others is excellence is the price of admission. And it's a really helpful filter to have, particularly when we're bringing a new person onto the team, because helping someone understand that excellence is the price of admission and nothing goes out the door unless it is that is key to maintaining quality and helping other people understand the importance of it. Because you're right, without quality, you really don't have anything because customers are going to be frustrated, employees are going to be frustrated, and you just kind of lose sight of where you're going if the quality of what you're doing is subpar. Cool. Can you name a product that you've bought again when you were disappointed by the quality? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Actually, I just ordered something on Amazon and the photo of the product I ordered looked beautiful. And then I got it in the mail and the packaging was really busted up and looked like the person who packed it didn't put a lot of effort or care into it. And I was just kind of bummed, honestly, when I opened it up. And in fact, I just printed off a return label to send it back because the quality wasn't up to what I expected it to be. And so that just goes to show you that every little detail matters. I'll tell you a company that really, really understands quality, and that's Chick-fil-A. And they just have a very simple product. They do it and make sure the quality's right every single time. They offer it a good price, and people just come back in droves. Uh, and their people are friendly and, and, and serve it up right. And, you know, guess what? Their, their average unit volumes are, you know, over $5 million, the, the highest in the industry. And it's because that quality is, is what really sets them apart. It's also what keeps customers loyal to your brand. If you know that you can expect excellence every time you show up to a restaurant or every time you buy a product, I've been, I have the same running shoes that I've had for the past 10 years. I just keep buying the same pair because they're so well-made and the quality is incredible. So when you think about customer loyalty and brand loyalty, it really comes down to quality. And in order to do that well, like Gil does so well, you have to be in the details of your business, like we've talked about this entire conversation and what Gil talks about a lot in your conversation with him, David. So if you're a golf junkie, and even if you're not a golf junkie, there's a ton to glean from David's conversation with Gil. So definitely go back into the feed and give it a listen if you haven't already. And remember this, you know, if your quality does get degraded in any way, shape, or form, like I talked about it at one point in time where it happened to Pizza and KFC, when we invested back in quality, the customers came back to us in, in, in a big-time way because customers really pay attention to it. And that's why quality is such a foundation of any strategy that you, you would develop. our episode of three more questions today. Thanks again for tuning in. At How Leaders Lead, we're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And tune in Thursday for my conversation with Brad Richards, two-time Stanley Cup champion and MVP of the 2004 Stanley Cup Finals. Brad's a great leader, and you're going to pick up some super insights from him, and you'll get his thoughts on what it takes to be a leader on your team.